welcome to Fresh Press for October 20th, 2020. My name is Gabe. And my name is Andrew. This is a show about music where we talk about new tunes and groomed grooves. Wow. I, I try and guess ahead of time what adjective you're going to pick. I guessed wrong today. Yeah, I also try to guess ahead of time. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, folks, today the theme is haircuts. And you ask why haircuts? We all do. We all ask why. Andrew, when was the last time you received a haircut? Mm, January or February. One of those months that we that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time ago. The last time I went into like a barber shop to have my hair cut was February. I've since had it cut twice, but by my partner and not by like a trained professional. So, so in honor of the lack of haircuts we'd all received... Here are some songs about haircuts. Uh, Andrew, you just found a, a song titled Haircut Song. I did. Uh, this is Haircut Song. It's by Shannon Moser. Shannon Moser is a singer-songwriter on the beloved Philadelphia label Lamo Records. Yeah, that was how I realized that you hadn't just Googled haircut song. <laughs> yeah, because you saw that she I, like, was on I looked Lame-O, her up. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's on Lamo. Okay, that's legitimate yes. then. Yes, she's on the, the record label for which I have a t-shirt and a tote bag. Ooh, a tote bag? Yeah, it's great. So uh, she's from Berks County, Pennsylvania, which is a which is a slightly more rural uh, eastern Pennsylvania county. So uh, she grew up on sort of the folk style. There's this quote that says she vividly recalls her first encounter with folk music in her dad's old truck playing "I'll Be Here in the Morning" by Towns Van Zant, which is a pretty good like first encounter with folk music to have. It's a solid origin story. All the important components. So this song is from her second album entitled I'll Sing, which was uh, released in 2018, uh, which is a very straightforward title, which I think is uh, pretty true of most of her songwriting is that it's uh, confessional and straightforward like that. Um, I just want to maybe first I want to ask about her singing style. Yeah. When I first heard her, I thought, is this person Irish? Her her vocal style is like is very Celtic. If does that make sense? Um, uh, it does make that sense. Lilting feel. That's also I think characteristic of uh, some American folk music. But right, that's what I was gonna say. Um, she doesn't really use any vibrato on her voice. She just uses like that occasional turn, which is interesting. Yeah, that it, that's a very folky style and very much like. A lot of, I mean, the folk musicians that she apparently grew up on are heavily influenced by, are American folk musicians who were heavily influenced by the folk music of the British Isles. Yeah, that's sort of like Irish influence. I think I think you're right in, in pinpointing that. Some things they just go so bad that you 
I like how simple this song is, and a lot of her music is this simple, just uh, guitar and vocals and maybe some additional embellishments. Um, the point at which she adds those extra vocals, I think, is is really nice. Um, you know, she she does it late in the song with the "I need you, I need you, I need you," um, and it just comes in with a bunch of voices that are not like it's not some like painstakingly arranged set of harmonies or something like that. Um, it just sort of fills it out and makes it feel like this uh, kind of overflowing feeling. Yeah, which is well representative of the feeling expressed in the lyrics, I think. Yeah, exactly. And it also goes well with the general raw sound of her music. It, would, it wouldn't make sense if they were painstakingly arranged, right? It feels very in the room. When you listen to it. So Gabe, you went a little deeper and had sort of a more subtle reference to haircuts. More subtle, I mean, than just a song entitled Haircut Song. This one is very subtle, Andrew. It's titled Cut Your Bangs, and mm-hmm. it is what by it Girl Pool off the B-side of their Chinatown single. So full disclaimer right at the start, right, Andrew? This is a cover of a Radiator Hospital song um, who I guess has like sort of a relationship with Girl Pool. They ended up doing like a cover in return. Oh, that's cool. Uh, like a year later, which is pretty cool. The single is off of their 2015 record, um, Power Plant, which was, I think, the record that brought Girl Pool some major attention in the indie blogosphere or whatever. Um, This is just the B-side off that single, which came out in like March of that year. But the band is two people, uh, Avery Tucker and Harmony Tividad, and they do everything in the studio. um, And then they tour with like a a live group. And um, both of them sing, as you can hear, and... I think that's one of the characteristics of a lot of their music is there tends to be a lot of harmony. I love their version of this song. Um, I think the Radiator Hospital version is good, but it's a little more uh, it's a little more tender punky and it's a little more standard. I don't know. Does that make sense? I really so basically what they did is they stripped the song way down to just really guitars, um, acoustic guitar, and also slowed the song down considerably. So their version of it is a full minute longer than the original, um, which is pretty funny. I'm not sure exactly what you mean by that the Radiator Hospital version is standard, Um, but I listened to the Radiator Hospital version first, and I was like, okay, this is a song. 
and I don't like I wasn't paying that much attention to it. But the way that Girlpool has rendered it makes me pay a lot more attention to the lyrics, which I think are uh, really poignant. And the way that they've said it, and maybe that's just sort of my listening preferences, but I was much more attuned to the lyrics listening to their version and therefore attuned to the song and, and what was special about the song. I do love, Andrew, that even when you say I make no sense, you actually do understand what I'm trying to get at. And then you can explain to everybody else in a real way, because that's pretty much <laughs> what I meant, I think. But okay, that's great. Uh, much better, much better explained. <laughs> yeah, um, it just captured my attention immediately. And you really hone in on um, the voices of Avery and Harmony, which also sweet names for two people in a band avery and harmony that's great yeah the two parts of music avery and harmony (laughs) girlpool didn't write the lyrics to this song of course because it's a cover but i love the lyrical content there's this mix of like kind of weird relationship betrayal you know when you lie to me it's the small stuff Mm. and also like some body horror yeah you're particularly aware of it with this really slowed down version where the lyrics come through strongly you like get to the second verse and they're talking about maggots and flesh melting off bones and um just very, you know, honestly, Andrew, very October, very Halloween. Now the flesh is melting off of your bones. The maggots round your heart make themselves at home. And where the river flowed, I am left alone. I just stood there bathed in the quiet. In general, I really like Girlpool's music. I was a big fan of Power Plant, which came out in 2015. And then a couple years ago, they put out a record titled What Chaos is Imaginary. Great title. Yeah, it's excellent. And also great music. They follow this same style in their released original music as well, which tends to be somewhat stripped down and very much heavy on the harmonies. It just sounds really good. It has, you know, like a mild punk element underscoring it and their lyricism as a duo is excellent and they do this sort of thing where they tie like mundane ideas to like greater I don't know metaphorical meaning and philosophical talk I don't know like they have a great song about corner stores and like going down to the corner store and you're, and but then like tying it into something greater do you think that's why they were drawn to this song because of the like that pivotal chorus is you say you'll cut your bangs. I'm calling your bluff when you lie to me. It's in the small stuff. I do think that is why, because, again, it's like something fairly mundane. I just want to mention that there's one comment on the uh, Girlpool genius page for the lyrics for this song. I don't know about the original Radiator Hospital version, but um Just one comment from Steph Wu three years ago. That's just the crying eyes emoticon. (laughs) I'm on on that page too. (laughs) That's very funny. 
I feel you, Steph. I feel you. sort of previewed that there were going to be a couple big weeks of new music towards the end of October. Uh, and this was certainly a crazy weekend for music. There was. And Andrew, you picked something I don't think I even would have seen because I don't frequent Brooklyn Vegan for my song discovery. I think, to be fair, I think this was on the NPR playlist. So don't don't. Th- like, think me too much of a hipster. And you have a mustache right now. That's true, but this is a podcast, so nobody has to know that, Gabe. Anyway, the new tune that I have brought is by Omololu, and it is entitled Divinely Planned. <laughs> Now, this is off of her debut musical project, which is entitled Lay to Rest. Ooh, Black Ancestral Sonic Savs. There's a lot of uh, sort of spelling experimentation stuff going on in here, so I'm not going to try to clarify all of that. You can read it in the song description. It'll be clearer there than if I try to tell you how many eyes are in divinely. I do think that the last word of the EP is you. Lay to rest you. Is it? Yeah. Um, Mm, That does make sense with some of her writing about, well, no, then there's three U's meaning you. So as you listen. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Tricky, but really interesting, actually. I think the the spelling experimentation is fascinating. Um, It's used heavily in like the liner notes for the EP, which you can find on Bandcamp. Um, And it's worth a read. Yeah, well, I think there's some important context here, which is that uh, Omololu is a, like, multimedia artist, uh, like, performance artist, and um, she says she's an African surrealist documentarian. Uh, So this is her first, like, music release, and it's on Don Giovanni Records, but... This is not her first, like, public artistic project. And she's very much uh, in this sort of, this very, like, experimental mode of artistic expression. I I just want to, I don't want to, like, do too much sort of of my own analysis just because I don't feel capable or knowledgeable enough to give enough, like, analysis of all of the uh, thought that comes behind this music so i would rather just rely on what she has written and just read that to you the listener this is a a line that i found uh, particularly illuminating she says it triangulates three points that ground me in the healing depths of black sound by honoring my yoruba my sututswana and my black african ancestors in america 
uh, lay to rest, ooh, excavates, celebrates, and reverberates three essential truths. It's a pretty intense song to just listen to. First of all, it's long, but also Mm. it's very enveloping in a way that I I didn't initially expect. And there's a lot going on. Yeah, I I think, I mean, I listened to it among, like we said, there's a million things that came out this weekend. So I had so much stuff to listen to. Uh, But this one just really pulled me in, especially where, like maybe halfway, two thirds into the song, where those harmonies have, have started repeating and then everything else drops out and it sort of is this like ghostly presence floating above everything and then there's other there's like a a recording of of a protest or something that is uh, there's a song being sung that is in a different key and just like completely unrelated to this song and so they mix and you've had this you've had her vocals sort of sustained so that sort of gives you a baseline but the sort of layered in recording there is so much more of like a grounded like a a folkier kind of song where you know people are just singing it in a group so it's not complicated and like more uh complex harmonies like hers are so i feel like that gives you a really interesting dichotomy of like this an this ostinato uh that is continuing but is a little bit like weirder and then this new thing that comes in that is familiar but in opposition to that established ostinato. Um, and I feel like that sort of makes you have to pay attention. And then once you're paying attention can really like kick you into that, I don't know, that that enveloped kind of dream state that you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, Gabe, what's new with you this week? New with me this week is a song titled Mid-Practice from Helena DeLand off her new record titled Someone New. So Helena DeLand is a Canadian songwriter and musician um, from French Canada. Uh, She grew up in Quebec City and now lives in Montreal and is bilingual and but sings almost exclusively in English. This is her first full length record, really. Um, I would 
I would call this her debut um, for all intents and purposes, although she did release several EPs over the last like three or four years. And she's done some semi-major collaborations, um, including um, she sings on a song for like the hook on a song for JPEG Mafia. Oh, geez. Okay. Is like one of those weird indie hip hop crossovers that you sometimes get with like Justin Vernon singing on Kanye West songs. You're like, this is very different, but cool. Very cool. The whole album deals with relationships and being in love. And you get that from just the title of the album, Someone New, but also definitely this song, uh, Mid Practice. And I thought this was probably my favorite song off the album. Um, It's really, really good. There's so many little things that I love about it and some big things I like about it. Um, (laughs) So one of the big things, Andrew, is the lyrics, which I think are really good. And this idea of like faking or she calls it rehearsing like you're an actress, love in a relationship, and then being surprised in the middle of that. <laughs> it, like, as if you realize all of a sudden that, oh, you do actually have these feelings for these people, but, like, where is that line between, okay, like, uh, maybe if I pretend this will become real or versus having, like, it kind of walk in on you, you know? Yeah. There's also some, again, um, it's October, so I guess there's a, there's like some little body horror things again in this song. <laughs> Gabe, you're all about subtle body horror inside of emotional music this week. Yeah, I don't know how subtle either of it has been. Well, I mean, like, un- maybe unexpected, but sudden body horror. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is interesting because it's not something I particularly like in real life. Or, I mean, not that this isn't real life, but like. Uh, in movies, I suppose. But she says, can I sink my teeth into your love, please? Which is like, okay, sink your teeth into something, and then I do want you to the bone through and through every layer of you. Mm. Which is just a a much more graphic depiction of that idea. Yeah, I mean, there's what I find worse than a love that hurts when it's captive is a love that thrives on being the hunter and what it is after is a trophy for its pride, which is also sort of... I mean, literally predatory. It's it's a little it's a little scary. Yeah, it's a little animalistic, I suppose. Yeah. has vocals that I would describe as ethereal. I think the genre could fall into like dream pop where you get kind of these ghostly vocals over ghostly. Ooh. <laughs> Halloween. Uh these ghostly vocals hovering over kind of reverbed instrumentation. Yeah, I actually I want to talk about the instrumentation, which yes. is wild because you've been you've been like actively talking about the lyrics and I want to talk I've been waiting to talk about the instrumentation this whole time. Roll reversal. 
Um, because that's what really struck me is those, as you said, ethereal vocals and the reverbed out guitars and stuff. And then the percussion uh, is very like forward. And I, I just found that really effective. And, and I don't know, I mean, I- evocative in this like sort of ghostly way that we're talking about to have all of the melodic stuff sort of echoing and and uh shimmering in the background and have this uh the the beat be so forward and because of the way that you're that we listen to music we're trying to focus on the stuff that is set to the background which then sort of levels that out a little bit sure like i feel like if you came to this without an understanding of listening to music you would it'd be like there's this percussive sound and that's the main part of the song but because what our focus is is on the voice and the melodic instruments like the guitar it sort of levels it out into this like ethereal sort of liminal sort of i'm i'm making a lot of hand motions i'm I'm not sure if that's coming across in the podcast or not surprisingly i think it is do you see that do you see that you see i feel them i can feel them through the microphone through the headphones okay great yeah and even the melodic or the harmonic instrumentation gets overlaid more heavily with the percussiveness. It sounds like alongside the the chordal strumming of the guitar that's happening, there's also mm-hmm. like a muted, just like percussive strumming that's happening as well, which I think is cool and interesting. Mm, yeah. But the percussion is great and it contributes. There's like a uh, there's a very nice like drop into the chorus which is satisfying <laughs> like a drop of blood Ooh, halloween wow we should do a good halloween episode is what we should do rather than this one which is not was a little bit surprised about your new tune choice because there was other music this week that was excellent, including stuff that you've previewed. Do you want to tell us about the music that you liked, that you listened to? Listen, this was a long way of saying, Andrew, why didn't you bring Tom Berlin? What an upset. That's, uh, okay. So that is what I want to talk about first. So Tom Berlin put out a really beautiful EP entitled Projections. And my new tune pick came down to either the song Natural Light from that EP or the song that I picked, Divinely Planned. And they're both great songs and in wildly different ways. But I did, to some extent, feel like it was more interesting to talk about Omololu, someone who I didn't know anything about and someone who's just coming on the music scene now rather than Tomberlin, who is also still a a small artist but is a little more well-known, a little more established. But Projections is really, really beautiful. I recommend it. Natural Light is one of those songs that is just very sad and very emotional. Yeah. Great, great EP, though. There was a bunch of other good stuff as well. I really enjoyed Matt Berninger's first solo record titled Serpentine Prison. Um, He is the lead singer of The National. 
who you may be more familiar with. I loved a self-titled album from Mipso. Mipso? Not sure how to pronounce that. Mipso is definitely right. Well, I think Mipso is right, but then I read a story about how um, their name comes from, apparently comes from a Japanese proverb that's like, it's something that's familiar but a little bit off, and apparently it translates to a little P in the miso. So they put the letter P in the word miso. <laughs> anyway, it's a good album. I liked it. There was a beautiful record from Deep Sea Diver titled Impossible Weight. And the title track features Sharon Van Etten, who is great. It's a little more gay music than Andrew music. Uh, really excellent album from uh, Resistance Revival Chorus, who I didn't look into at all because I didn't pick the, any songs from theirs, but it's entitled This Joy. It's a great uh, gospel record and uh, spirituals record that has a lot of uh, guest vocalists on it as well, including friend of the pod, Valerie June. Oh. Yeah. So if you need something uplifting to get you to vote, I recognize, recommend listening to this album and especially uh, the song with uh, Rhiannon Giddens, All You Fascists Bound to Lose. If you need a record to get you to vote that's less uh, uplifting but very, very good, I recommend the album from Black Thought, mm. who is another member of The Roots. Uh, the, the, the feature list is ridiculous. And it also features uh, Portugal the Man, which is crazy but so good um, it, it's really good record exp- um titled streams of thought volume three Cain and abel speaking very explicitly about the black experience in america um i was really into a punk album entitled goblin alert by quintron and miss pussycat it was great what a crazy title um annie the pop artist annie released a record titled dark hearts which i think was hit or miss but the hits are real good very good country album by uh, C.F. Watkins entitled Baby Girl that's on the Whatever's Clever label which is friend of the pod Ben Saraton's label Kevin Morby put out a record called Sundowner which is very pretty and folky and delightful uh, an album called Fake It Flowers by Biba Doobie yeah is that how you pronounce it I was also going to mention that record uh, it just like reminds me of two thousand early 2000s like punk pop but in such yeah. a good way it's so yeah. it's like so good Oh, new record from Autoker, first in seven years, titled Sign, if you like IDM, I guess is what they call it, intelligent <laughs> dance music. Boo. <laughs> Boo. But yeah, a good artist. Really cool uh, jazzy sort of singer-songwriter album from Wendy Eisenberg called Auto. Uh, loved that. Last track uh, is my favorite called Hurt People. Has um, sort of a somewhere over the rainbow vibe in some of the melodies, which is cool. Interesting. Um, some good singles this week. Uh, you had uh, Rostam put out a single and James Blake put out a single who are kind of the same artist. Huh, interesting. <laughs> Sharon Van Etten, I think, also put out a single that was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did really like hers. Um, called The Day You Flew Away by Mr. Gnome. Uh, that was a, that's a, that sort of gave music. Then there was uh, I Rise with the Birds by Pete Joseph, which is uh, jazzier. And uh, Zephyrus by the Oh Hellos. That's sort of the fourth in there. I think it's like the Four Winds uh, sort of series that they've been doing. So now that you're stocked up and ready to go for the week, 
lots of music. There's lots of music coming next week as well. Um, so if you're interested in new music like we are, stay excited. You can follow us on Twitter at Fresh Press Pod. We have a Spotify playlist with our picks from the show that we leave in the show notes. And then we will be back on October 27th. I got it right this week. Good. With more tunes and more grooves. But for now, I'm Gabe. I'm Andrew. And you've been listening to Fresh Press. <laughs> <laughs>